Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word and our, our opportunity to study it together. We just pray that you'll enrich and enlarge our lives and our knowledge of you as we study the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Exodus 30. The, the altar of incense, the altar of the golden altar of incense. Let's look at it. You shall make an altar for bringing incense up in smoke. You shall make it out of acacia wood. It shall be one cubit long, one cubit wide, a square, two cubits high. Its horns shall be one piece with it. You shall overlay it with pure gold, its top, its walls all around, and its horns, and you shall make it for a gold, you shall make for it a golden crown all around. You shall make two golden rings for it underneath its crown on its two corners. You shall make them on its two sides so that it should serve as holders for poles with which to carry it. You shall make the poles out of acacia wood, overlay them with gold. You shall place it in front of the dividing curtain, which is upon the Ark of Testimony, uh, in front of the Ark cover, which is upon the Testimony, where I will arrange uh, to meet you, Okay. We'll look at this more in a minute, but you're inside the holy place. The holy of holies is behind the veil, the curtain. The Ark of the Covenant is on the inside only to be uh, approached once a year. So everything else, the rest of the year is on the outside of that curtain. And the, the second most important piece of furniture in that place is this piece of furniture, this uh, golden uh, altar of incense. So that's where it is. It's, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just in the presence of the Lord. Now, acacia and gold, covered with gold. We've seen that before. Uh, that, of course, is referencing the humanity and deity of Christ. Now we're talking about we're talking about prayers here is what we're talking about. Incense is prayers, uh, the golden bowls of incense in the Revelation in that in that temple in heaven. That's the prayers of the saints. <clears throat> so this is this this is extremely important and a very a very somber thing in the life. Of, uh, of Israel, of God's people. So we know now where it is and how it's built, what it's to be made of. Now notice he says, you shall place it in front of the dividing curtain, which that's the veil of the temple, which is upon the Ark of the Testimony, Ark of Covenant, Ark of Covenant, in front of the Ark Cover, which is upon the Testimony, where I will arrange to meet you, to meet with you, okay? We keep going. Aaron shall make incense of spices go up in smoke upon it. Every morning when he sets the lamps in order, he shall make it go up in smoke. And when Aaron kindles the lights in the afternoon, he shall make it go up in smoke. So it's morning and evening. Uh, continual incense before Yahweh for your generations. You shall offer up on it no alien incense, burnt offering or meal offering, and you shall pour no libation upon it. <coughs> because, of its, because of where it is, <coughs> excuse me, 
because of what it is, it needs none of that. That would be wrong to do that. Uh, God will kill you if you do that. But Aaron shall make atonement upon its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of the atonements. Once a year he shall effect atonement upon it for your generations, for it is a holy of holies to Yahweh. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, When you take the sum of the sons of Israel, according to their numbers, let each one give to Yahweh an atonement for his soul when, when they are counted. Then there will be no plague among them when they are counted. This they shall give everyone who goes through the counting, half a shekel according to the holy shekel, twenty garaz according to one shekel. Half of such a shekel shall be an offering uh, to Yahweh. Pretty good when you can bill your people for their offering in there. That's all right. <laughs> everyone who goes through the counting from the age of 20 upward shall give an offering to Yahweh. The rich shall give no more, and the poor shall give no less than half a shekel, with which to give the offering to Yahweh to atone for your souls. You shall take the silver of the atonements from the sons of Israel and use it for the work of the tent of meeting. So this is to keep the work going. And it shall be a remembrance for the children of the sons of Israel before Yahweh to atone for your souls. Yahweh spoke to... Yes. No. Just one offering? Once a year. Yeah, it's a once a year thing. Yahweh spoke to Moses. How long did all this take? Taking up an offering from two million people? I don't know, but you better have several offertory songs ready. You might ought to have tag team soloists. Uh, yeah, we'll loop it. We'll loop it, yeah. For the subscription, you just do automatic subscription. That's right. Uh, it, had to, it had to recur because the work keeps going. You see what I'm saying? All right, they won't just attend to burning offerings just once and never do it again. They won't just have one set of clothes and never have another set of clothes for priesthood. They won't, you see what I'm saying? And then there'd be repairs and maintenance, I'm sure, along the way. That thing is mobile. I don't, how many, I don't know how many thousands of miles the warranty is on the, on the tabernacle there. But, uh, but anyway, that's what he said here. Uh, let's go back. What did it say? Process. This is being described as annual. Yeah. Annual. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my understanding on it, yeah. Let's go back. Uh, no plague among them when they're counted. They shall give everyone count half sugar. Okay, let me go back another one. Once a year. Yeah, okay. Uh, and when he does this, this is when all this other stuff is done. And now where was I? Uh, let's see, there was something else I was going to, let's see. Um, a census. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they would have to, okay. Remember it says it starts when they're 20 years old. Well, 
Those people will turn 21 and the people who are 19 will be 20. And you got to know who they are. The book of Numbers is all about the census. That's all it is, is a census. Counting the people, well, the men. Uh, at the, and it's, oh, is it from 20 years upward, I think? Uh, and then there's less of them at the end of it than there was at the beginning of it because they were wandering in the wilderness. Uh, but, but, the, but the counting of the people was, was something that was, well, you, you can almost see the spiritual effect of it as well. Uh, you know, God knows who's his, who his people are. Uh, they have, obviously, they have holy obligations when they turn 20. Um, and so that number would change each year, right? Okay. Um, offering to Yahweh. Should give an offering. Seven. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Yahweh. That'll uh, <laughs> save us some time. <laughs> Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, you should make a washstand of copper and its base of copper for washing. That's brass, bronze. You should place it between the tent of meeting and the altar. Put water therein. Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and feet from it or within it. And when they enter the tent of meeting, they, sh they shall, excuse me, they shall uh, wash with water so that they will not die. That shows you how important bathing is. It'll kill you if you don't bathe. When they approach the altar to serve, to make a fire offering, to rise up and smoke to Yahweh, they shall wash their hands and feet so they will not die. This shall be for them a perpetual statute for him and for his descendants and their generations. They had to be cleansed, obviously, for their, for their service. And it being done on the brass laver means that this is where they would leave sin. You know, brass deals with sin, and then it moves from there. We'll talk more about that at the end of this. I have some, I have some uh, graphics that uh, we'll look at and consider all this. Let's see, perpetual statute. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, And you take for yourself spices of the finest sort, of pure myrrh, 500 shekel weights, of fragrant cinnamon, Half of it, 250 shekel weights. Of fragrant cane, 250 shekel weights. Of cassia, 500 shekel weights, according to the holy shekel, and one hen of olive oil. You shall make this into an oil of holy anointment, a perfumed compound, according to the art of a perfumer. It shall be an oil of holy anointment, and you shall anoint with it the tent of meeting and the ark of testimony. And the table and all its implements, the menorah and its implements, the altar of incense, the altar of the burnt offering and its implements, the washstand and its base. So this is the anointing of the furniture. This just has to be done this one time. You shall sanctify them so that they become a holy of holies. Whatever touches them shall become holy. With it you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and sanctify them to serve me as uh, priests. 
And to the sons of Israel you will speak, saying, This shall be oil of holy appointment to me for your generations. It shall not be poured out upon human flesh, and according to its formula you shall not make anything like it. It is holy. It shall be holy to you. So this anointing oil is only used in the way that God prescribes. It's not something that everybody can use just in a common way. This particular oil in, in this kind of worship. Is there a special utensil that they use to disperse it? Probably, but I don't know. I don't know what, uh, I don't know that they identify how to make that. He says of a, an artisan, uh, of a perfumer, so my guess is he had a bottle, you know, of some kind, and then how it's poured out. I think it was just poured, you know, just poured. Um, and it shall be holy to you. Any person who compounds anything like it or puts any of it on an alien shall be cut off from his people. See, that's contraband to everybody else. And Yahweh said to Moses, take for yourself aromatics, namely balsam, sap, anika, galbanum, aromatics, and pure frankincense, and they shall be of equal weight. And you shall make it into incense and a compound according to the art of a perfumer, well blended, pure, and holy. You shall crush some of it very finely, and you shall set some of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting, where I will arrange meetings with you. It shall be to you a holy of holies. And the incense that you make, you shall not make for yourselves according to its formula. It shall be holy to you for Yahweh. Any person who makes anything like it to smell its fragrance shall be cut off from his people. Okay, now, um, the altar of incense. Here's a prayer. This, is a, this was morning and evening. That's why, that's why the tradition for morning and evening prayers was developed because this was incense in, okay, the priest goes right up next to the veil. Just on the other side is God, you know, just there, the Ark of the Covenant. So just on this side is the altar of incense made something like what you see here. He is to take coals from the altar of the brazen altar. That's where sin sacrifices are given. And then he is to take this finely ground incense and he's to put those coals to the incense and the incense begins to burn. It begins to smoke. And they have to attend to this morning and evening. And these are like morning and evening prayers. Now this was the, he said, I'll meet you there. That's what Yahweh said, I'll meet you there. Okay, so the priest, if you could understand the, both the privilege and the sobering performance that he would make, Yahweh had said, I will, I'm there. Now, what happens to the incense? Well, here's the veil, but that incense can go everywhere, right? So God is receiving prayers from His people. That's what this, that's what this is all about. It's, it's prayers. Our prayers, we're told, ascend and are put into the golden bowls. And then at the end of the age, they'll be discharged as weapons. Uh, upon the evil earth. All right, so 
here is, if you think, all right, this is the holy, this whole thing here is the holy place. The holy place is in here. This is the holy of holies. There is the ark of the covenant. Here's the veil of the temple. Here is the altar of incense. There's the priest who comes to offer. And he has to offer the exact measurement and exact materials put together. And he cannot offer any other fire but from the coals of the brazen altar. All right? Uh, that's the way it has to be. Uh, you remember when two of these guys offered strange fire, God killed them. You cannot offer anything but the kind of incense that God says, and you cannot, you cannot set it on fire with any other coals other than the coals that God has designated. Twice a day, morning and evening, this is what he does. Uh, he also attends to the menorah and other things. But here, he's, he's putting this incense, and it's a very sweet... I have smelled... I hope I didn't commit the unpardonable sin, but I have smelled what people have said is the mixture of this stuff. Now, some of those things in Hebrew words, like we just read, uh, let me go back here. Um, like some of this stuff, it's kind of a guess, like uh, Anika and Gal, you know, I've, I've got a pantry full of Galbanum, don't y'all? Uh, it's, it's kind of a guess these days. Uh, of, of what it really is. But you can see why. Because after Christ died, and I didn't, I meant to have covered it this morning, the veil was torn in half. No need for that stuff anymore, you know? Um, Christ. All of that, a case you would cover with gold, that's Christ. Christ makes it all righteous. He, through His Holy Spirit, makes it all acceptable, and it's a sweet smelling savor. Uh, and the, uh, you know, he said they got to wash themselves. They got to use the coals out of the sin offering place. And then the priests have to wash themselves, the brass laver. Then they can come in. Sin has to be dealt with before you get in here. Uh, and that's the way, of course, we should feel in a, in a prayer time. But our prayer time is just like this. It's coming into the presence of God. I mean, as, you know, we're in the presence of God, question or statement. Why do you think? Because it was sanctified and set apart as holy and should not ever be considered a common thing. Um, it was that he says, it's holy to me. And so the way that he designated all of it to be made and how it was to be handled and then offered was for him and him alone and for his designated priesthood and nobody else. So there's, there's like only one way to approach Yahweh in prayer. There's only one way. And there's only... There's, there's only this process. I mean, we don't think of prayer as a process, but if you study it out in the New Testament, it, you know, we're, we're supposed to, first of all, the first thing we do is come in the name of Jesus and ask forgiveness of sins. I, I, I know I do. I, first thing on my list on every, on every prayer is ask forgiveness for sin. And then, of course, it's always in the name of Jesus, and it's always asked in the will of the Father. Lord and Father, if this be your will. Pray that your will be done. That's the designated process of prayer. Now, I got all kind of stuff between forgive me of my sin and in Jesus' name, amen. I got all kind of stuff in there. 
that somewhere between this and this, the Lord's going to take care of it for me. I just have that trust. Well, this is symbolized here, and I think that's why he says this is, you make it this way, and it's only done by you, and it's only done in this way. This is where I will meet you. Um, and it, it keeps Yahweh, I think, in the highest and holiest sense in the minds of his people. Uh, because this whole thing, this was, look, this was, you know, they didn't have church like we do. I mean, this was, their whole existence was serving Yahweh. That's the whole thing they did. The, the, the tabernacle was with them. They had designated days. It wasn't every day, but there were things. And then there were, there were offerings that they were to make. Uh, this was very important. Uh, and so this is the designated way that people could come. It just, it just couldn't be, it couldn't be a, a common thing. Uh, it had to be in the way that the Lord said because he said this is holy. All right, we looked at that picture there. Here's another picture uh, from, or graphic, from this side of it. Of course, there's the, the lampstand and the showbread and the golden altar of incense. And you see how that, you see how that, how that's going. Here's the presence of Yahweh and the Ark of the Covenant. And the prayers are, are ascending and going into the presence of Yahweh. That's how we are to, that's how we're to see them. And so the people developed the practice of praying in the morning and in the evening, in morning prayers and evening prayers, uh, because that's when the priest was in there uh, offering the incense. Uh, for their for their for the prayers of, of God's people. Again, here's another another rendition of what you see. Here's the holy place. Okay, this whole thing is covered with those curtains designed like we talked that we've seen in here. Outside that way, going out that way, of course, is into the courtyard, the outer courtyard, and then on out there. On the other side of that is the laver, and then beyond that is the br brass altar, the bronze altar. And then on the other side of that is the only way in and out. Okay, all right. So here's the priest, either morning or evening, and he's offering the incense, and he has to make it, he has to redo it all the time because it's going to burn out, you know. You don't want it to burn out. Uh, let's see, did I already show that one, didn't I? Let's see. Let me go forward. Okay, another, another picture of the inner, the holy, the holy place, holy of holies. There's the showbread stacked up. You remember that? There's the golden lampstand, and uh, here is the uh, altar of incense. There's the ark of the covenant right there. There's the veil, and then out here in this picture, out here is the outer courtyard. Now let's look at this uh, pattern. Okay, so here is a pattern of the arrangement of how the people were. You see the 12 tribes, well, 10 tribes and two half tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh. Um, here's the gate. First thing you have to do, of course, is make an offering for sin. The labor of cleansing, which leaves it all behind for the priest, and then he can go in do you remember what the lampstand symbolized? We, we've been through that. 
<laughs> well, okay. It was, it, you wouldn't hear that night. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's to shine a light in a dark place. That's right. Just you, you marvel at, the, at my <laughs> accent. You like my accent, right? I just want to hear you say it. It's that, it's that God's people and God's word in the presence of God is light in darkness. What's the showbread? It's also called the bread of presence. It, it, it's to show that it's to symbolize that God is always with them and that he provides for them. And after a week, the, uh, there's new showbread and the priests can eat the old showbread. Uh, I guess it was designed so that it's at its best when it's a week old. Um, okay, so there's lamb stand, showbread. Altar of incense, that's what we talked about tonight. The, tonight. the veil, Ark of the Covenant. This is the Holy of Holies, Holy Place, Outer Courtyard, Inner Courtyard, Gate, Brazen Altar, that's where you make your sacrifices, Laver of Cleansing, all right? So, the important thing to take note of with regard to the Altar of Incense is it is representative of prayer. Now, this tells us that God acknowledges prayer as a very important thing. Uh, he receives this prayer when it goes through the proper process as a sweet-smelling savor. God enjoys it. You know, um, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't say, and James alludes to this to sort of sort of look at it from a from this perspective, you know, he says, God doesn't say, no, he doesn't reproach, he doesn't say, you know, is it you again? Is, are you asking for the same stuff, man? Don't, you know, that's no, he, he, it's, this is good. He receives it as a, as a, you know. So somewhere between, Lord, forgive me of my sins, in the name of Jesus I pray, right before that is not my will, but your be, yours be done, in the name of Jesus. Somewhere between there, you pray all this stuff, and God assumes it to himself to clean it up. <laughs> and by the time, it, and here's, here's how I know God says no. He says no to me all the time. It don't ever happen. Right? Yeah. I've asked amiss. My amisses outnumber my hits <laughs> by about four billion to one. <laughs> I'll just tell you how it is. But... Because God has given me a pattern of prayer and I know what God says about prayer, I know it's okay. Well, I sure wanted to do this or go there or whatever, but it's, it's best because God is my father and I approached him in the way that he said and he said no. Uh, I have this prayer list. I keep it going and sometimes I just check things off myself. Not that God did it. <laughs> But the, but, but the date of expiration has come. You may as well take it off the shelf, right? So, well, <laughs> Statute of limitations ran out of that. Yeah, well, okay, God. Been wanting this for 14 years, but I'm just going to check this one off now. Uh, the second most important thing in the holy place is the altar of incense. 
It is just there in the presence of God. And God has given instructions for how his priests are to attend to this, to let the people know that God is hearing their prayers. All right, well, let's pray. We'll be through. Father, we love you. Thank you, God, for taking care of us in every way and for teaching us how important our prayers are. So help us, God, to always come before you with everything, trusting you in all things. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.